the chorus goes, jump up, turn around and sing with me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, I'm free. And you'll only ever be able to do these actions when you get free from what other people think about you and free from your pride. And you'll only get that when you realize, Jesus, without you, I'm not going to make it. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. I don't care what anyone thinks. They're not going to stand before God for you. Have you thought about that? The people who are so worried about their opinion are not going to take your place in the throne room of God. You're going to stand there and you're going to give account of your life. Sorry, Lord, I didn't tell anyone about you because I was scared about what people might think. They're not going to come and stand for you. You're going to be there. Kids, you're going to stand before God too. There's not going to be any excuse. God's going to say, I was living on the inside of you. What did you do with me? It's like God gave you a check for a million dollars and you just left it in your, in your bedtime drawer, in your bed drawer. You never cashed it in. God's like, come on, I've given you all power, all authority in heaven and earth. Go do something with it. Go show the world my amazing love. And this morning we're going to talk about how simple it is and how fun it is to go and make Jesus loud. So church, stand with me this morning. I know that uh, I know we've got some grandparents here who are like, Sean, I don't really dance, but I'm believing for limbs to be loosed in Jesus' name this morning. And we're going to get free in the house of God. So you can hit play for me. Tell the person next to you, let's dance, baby. Come on, here we go. Because I'm free. Tell the person next to you, you on fire. Woo! I ain't never seen you dance like that. Kids, I'm telling you, back in the day, you know this, slow it down, that move? I'm pretty sure that's how your dad got your mum back in the day, to slow it down, babies, check me out. I, I can't actually prove that. There's, that. That might not be true. Hey, I realized this morning that if you're an introvert, today is going to be a challenge for you. Oh, yeah, okay. I realize that for some people this morning, being an introvert, obviously, this is a very confronting morning for you. Uh, but I just want to let you know that today, it's, it's, not, it's not about dancing for me. Please don't dance for me, because it's not what the point is. If it's about me, we miss the mark today. It's about him. It's about how good he is. The reason, I mean, I'm, I'm 33. I have pride. Oh, turning 34 this month. I have pride as well. I want people to be like, hey, Sean, you're awesome. But there comes a point in your life where you realize, I can't live my life for the approval of others. I can't, I can't live my life based on what other people say. And I'll tell you why. Because following Jesus will always cost you your pride. It always will. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, even though he did the miraculous power of God, he saw the dead raised. Who You'd think anyone that saw the dead raised Race back to life would be like, whoa. I reckon you must be who you say you are. Yet, the people saw that. There were people who saw it and still didn't believe. And the Pharisees saw the miracles and they still put him on the cross. Even though they saw the miracles of God. So, just because you're saved, you've given your life to Jesus, doesn't mean it's an easy run. It just means God's power and God's promise to never leave you will be with you. And you see, what we do is we go, oh, well, you know, if I just live quietly and just kind of do things and, and don't, don't come out too late, then I'll just get through life unscathed. But the thing is, the devil will never let you get through life unscathed. He never will. He'll come after you because he knows what's inside you because he can see Jesus living on the inside of you. And he knows 
that if you figure out who you are, if you figure out what God put on the inside of you, you can change your world. Right? That's why he comes after our kids. Ever thought about that? The stats are pretty high for kids once they get to 17, drop off. Why? Because the enemy knows that when God puts his God put himself in you, the Bible says you have all received of the fullness of God. You've got the fullness of God's spirit. The Bible says in Romans 8, it says that the same spirit that was in Christ that rose him from the dead lives in you. So the devil knows what's on the inside of you, and he wants to take you out. He wants to take us out. And he does it through fear, depression, anxiety. He'll get anything inside of your head here to stop you believing that you can do anything with God. Because you see, I've been there. I've sat in church service, and I've heard guys preach this, and I'm like, yeah, that's good for you, man. I haven't seen that yet. You know why I hadn't seen it? Because I never, never chose to believe it. I never chose to awaken my spirit, man. I want to do a little example with you before we do the next song about this. And I need three brave volunteers to help me. Let's see. Okay. Come. You're an excellent volunteer. Uh, yes. Can you come and help me? You'll be an excellent volunteer. And I need somebody... Okay, one, two, and can you help me as well? You're quite tall. That'd be great. Okay, up you come. Come, look at this. Beautiful. All right. So let's have you, handsome, come over here. You stand right here for me. Can you stand here for me? I promise there's no crocodiles. You got that? Beautiful. Stand right there. And then you can turn around and face me this way. Beautiful. And then I want you to come and stand right here for me. And then I want you to stand right here facing this way. Okay. Now I want you to watch very carefully. This is what happens. This represents your body. Everyone say body. This is like your, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, the things you can see, hear, the things you can feel, okay? This is your body, okay? Say, body. That was pretty good. Okay. Now, now you here represent your soul, okay? Or your mind, the th your thoughts, and your feelings. So the things that you think about and all your feelings, okay? So everyone say, soul. So this is your body, this is your soul, and this is your spirit. Everyone say spirit. Now, I want you to hop down on the floor. Just sit down on the floor for me. Here's what happens. When you're born, when you don't have Jesus, your spirit man is dead. He's dormant. Look at him. He's not happy. All right? He, he's dead. It's dead. So you're living your whole life by what you see, hear, and by what you think and feel. Which is why people find it really hard to get Jesus, to understand how can I believe in a God that I can't see, hear, or feel, or th I, I just can't believe this. The thing is, when Jesus comes in, he doesn't live in your body, he doesn't live in your soul, he comes to awaken your spirit. Because the Bible says God is a spirit, right? The believers will worship me in spirit and in truth. So when you say yes to Jesus, when you say, God, I believe that Jesus, you are the son of God and that I'm a sinner and that without you, I'm not going to make it. Jesus comes in, but he doesn't come into your body. 
He doesn't come into your soul. He comes into your spirit man and goes, and your spirit man goes, and all of a sudden, your spirit man is alive. And I want you to notice how much bigger your spirit man is than your soul and your body. Your spirit man is massive. Now, at the moment, your spirit man is the big friendly giant. He's big, but he doesn't know how powerful he is yet. So when you said yes to Jesus, God comes alive, kids, on the inside of you. But you can still struggle with fear, anxiety, depression. You can still be sick in your body. You can still have bills come out of the blue, still flip out, freak out, worry, anxious. Your children are walking away from Jesus. What am I flipping out, freaking out, anxiety? So you can still experience all that while you're saved. Here's why. Because you have to renew your mind. You have to change the way you think. You've got to start to think like God. Here's what happens. I want to show you a verse. Have a look at this from, uh, I don't know if we've got it on the screen, from Romans 8, verse 6. Now, this verse changed my life. Kids, look at me. Did you know 21 in five of your friends at school? So if you've got five of your friends, on average, one out of every five suffer with fear, anxiety, or depression, some kind of mental health hoarder. So you need to know this. Look at this. It says, for the mind that is dominated by the flesh, by what you hear, see, and feel, is death, worry, okay? Death and worry, fear and worry. But the mind that's dominated by your spirit is what? Life and peace. Don't, don't, who cares what's happening out the back? Press in. It will change your life forever. Changed my life forever. And I'm going to share with you. So when you, when you get a bill, like I did a few months ago, for $14,000 from my accountant because I was leaving them to move to another accountant. They were mad that I was leaving. So they sent me a bill for $14,000 and said, oh, we've just, just we, over the last seven years, you haven't paid us enough. You now owe us $14,000. I want to tell you when I got that phone call, and I heard it through my physical ears. Put the phone up to your ear. My soul went, you must be joking. Flip out, freak out. I don't have the money to pay for this. But my spirit, man, I've resolved that I'm going to live in spirit and in truth. And my spirit, man, came and put his hand and renewed my mind and said, I've got the mind of Christ. I've got the mind of Christ. And I want to show you this from Isaiah 26, verse 3. This is what I said. This is what the Lord gave me. Have a look at this. Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, He will, God will, God's Spirit in you will keep you in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on Him. And do you know what came out of my mouth? Instead of the fear, the worry, I'm not saying I didn't feel fear. I didn't feel anxiety. Fear comes knocking at your door. Yes, that's not going to stop. But my mind is dominated by my spirit. Do you know what came out of my mouth? Hand on his head. I said, that's okay. If we owe it, we'll pay it. Have a nice day. Now, originally what was going to come out of my mouth is, but my mind is now, Ruled by my spirit, because who lives in me? Jesus. So I think like him, but I've got to train my brain to think like him, kids. So when your mummy says to you, can you please stop playing PlayStation and go clean your room? You, your soul might go, but I don't want to! 
But your spirit goes, children, obey your parents. Honor the Lord, for this pleases God. This is not who you are. You're peace. You're patient. What comes out of your mouth? What comes out of your mouth? Yes, mom. I'll go do it. Because who I am is I'm generous. I'm kind. I'm patient. I've got Jesus on the inside of me. So do you know what happened? Every single day that week, the devil came knocking at my door. When I wake up in the morning and he'd go, you're not going to make it. They're going to charge you $14,000. How are you going to pay it? How are you going to pay it? Because I'd look at my bank account and my bank account didn't have enough money in it. And my soul would start to go, how are we going to do this? And my spirit man would go, he will keep you in perfect peace. whose mind has stayed on him. It says Philippians 4.19. And my God will provide all my needs according to his glorious riches. So here's what happened. Seven days in a row, I get this. I didn't call him back. I didn't send a nasty email. Because this is, remember, this is what your soul wants to do. Oh, I'll, I'll let, me do, let me do something about it. And your spirit man goes, no, I rule this house. No, let me do something about it. No, I rule this house. All my friends are always mean to me. I'm going to get them back. No, love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. And what comes out of your mouth? Here's the love of God. The love of God. The spirit man, but you've got to realize, if you don't train yourself, he's the big friendly giant who doesn't know how powerful he is. Your spirit man can crush the deadly hell-like thoughts in your brain, and you've got to learn to speak like this. Here's what happened. On the seventh day, he calls me back. Here's the phone. And he says, so we got together as a board yesterday, and we decided that we're just going to cancel the $14,000 bill. And my soul went, woohoo! And my spirit man said, I told you! Give him a big hand. Well done, guys. You're awesome. You can have a seat. Woo! That's who you are, kids. That's who you are. That's who you are. And this is how you're supposed to live your life. Following Jesus doesn't mean there's still going to be people who are going to throw apples at you in life, right? No, I won't throw it at you. There's still going to be bills that come. You're still going to have sickness come to your front door. You're still going to have fear, anxiety, depression. These things will come knocking on your front door. But guess what? Jesus lives in you, and you've got to let Jesus answer the door. Instead of answering the door yourself, oh, no, it's fear, worry, and depression, and it chases you around your house all day, you say, no, no, the Spirit of God lives in the inside of me. He'll keep me in perfect peace. And when you open the door, guess what? You do open the door, but Jesus is standing right next to you. And the depression goes, oh, sorry, I got the wrong address, and go somewhere else. Because Jesus is there. And we've reduced the gospel to just this little, like, let's come and sing some songs. But you can't sing those words we were singing before unless you really believe it. You've got to choose, today I'm going to renew my mind, Romans 12. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm telling you, you can get your ticket to heaven and still live like hell your whole life here. Still suffer with all this stuff. And Jesus says, he came to set the captives free. This is the gospel. This is the gospel, friends. Have you heard of Reinhard Bonnke before? There's amazing evangelists. He goes and preaches, and he goes and preaches, and the signs and wonders flow. Do you know why? Because he proclaims the gospel of setting people free. It's not because he has a different Holy Spirit than you and I have. He's got the same one that was in Jesus that's in you. But we've got to be 
unafraid to proclaim truth. Unafraid to proclaim the gospel. So we're going to do a song now. And this song is called Make Jesus Number One. And kids, that's what you've got to resolve to do. Jesus lives on the inside of me. So I've decided I'm going to make him boss of my house. This house here, Jesus rules over. My kids sometimes, occasionally, they'll frustrate me. Occasionally. And there'll be times where I want to go. But then I realize, no. Jesus lives here. I have to show the love of my Father to them. I have to show my kids the love of God. So even when they do do something wrong, I catch myself. Before I go to yell at them, before I go to get mad, Jesus, how do I show the love of the Father even though they just did the wrong thing? It's always about how can I, how can I show my Father because I died to myself and Jesus lives here now. And so this song called Make Jesus Number One is all about that. Jesus, you live here now. Help me shine you wherever I go. So it goes like this. I'm going to get a bit of a rap hand. Bend it. Now, I don't know if any of us know how to rap at the Church of Christ here, but I'm going to help you out. It goes like this. Yeah. All right? Help me out. That's what we've got to do. Imagine if your parents came to pick you up at school. And they're like, I want to show my kids I'm awesome. And in front of all your friends, they stood in the car park, and they're like, how are you, children? Nice to see you today. Uh, the bag of shame. No. Anyway, so I'm going to sing something, and then you've got to wrap it back. So we try this. Let me hear you sing. Hey, oh. And you've got to go. Hey, oh. That was pretty pathetic. Let's try that again. Let me hear you sing. Hey, oh. Awesome. Well, I want to show you something up on the big screen. Since I saw you last time, I have uh, I'd been working on I've always wanted to make um, a DVD. Uh, to, with uh, to just uh, with music videos to help bring alive my songs a bit more for kids to visually be able to see and draw them in and captivate them. And uh, this this DVD I want to sh um, that I've been working on is called Free. And uh, I probably should have thought about the title of it because I've had a few people try and snag one for free. Uh, Christians, man, they're the only people who think things are free like that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I uh, I want to show you a clip from this, and this song I'm going to show you is called Forgiveness Groove. And uh, the, this song's about a kid called Johnny who comes to school and he just, Johnny, Johnny doesn't know Jesus. And Johnny is blessed by God to look ridiculously good. Okay, so on the outside, he's looking pretty good. Everyone thinks, oh, and then Johnny carries a spirit that Johnny doesn't know who he is. So Johnny finds his identity by getting other people to think that he's cool or to get other people to be afraid of him. So he puts other people down, scares other people to make himself feel good. Because that's what people do who don't know who they are. They put other people down because they're not comfortable with who they are. Or they make fun of other people because they're actually on the inside, don't like who they are. That's the only reason why. Because if you're comfortable with who you are and you, you, you don't need to make fun of anyone else because you're happy with who you are. That's why there's bullies at school. And that's why as a Christian, when someone is mean to me, I have people come up to me afterwards, I hate that you talk about Jesus. I'm like, he just loves you so much. It's so good. I don't believe in God. He believes in you. It's okay. Because my, and I'm not saying it doesn't hurt my feelings. Of course, I can, I can spot people. I get people at churches come and talk to me. I can see them come from the back row. I'm like, here they come. I can see they've got fire in their belly and fire in their eyes. And they're ready to give me a mouthful of their, of their thought and their opinion. But it's not my thoughts. It's his. It's not, this is not my opinion, friends. This is the word of God. And the Bible says when they despise and reject you, they despise and reject me. 
because my identity comes from God. So this song is about a kid called Johnny who was mean to me at school. And this song's about the fact that I learned to not find my identity from a young age because my parents taught me to live by the Spirit. This is why parents, spiritual parenting is powerful and so important. You can't cross your fingers and hope for the best. We don't have to do that. The world can do that. We know we have this confidence the Spirit of God will come in my child when they say yes to Him. And God will be with them. The Holy Spirit will guide them. But we've got to teach them to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to bring your kids to kids' church and hope that they get there. It's not enough to send them to a Christian school and hope for the best. To say a bedtime prayer isn't going to cut it because the devil isn't going to stop coming after your kids. You've got to teach your kids that I've got the Spirit of God on the inside and you were born to crush the devil every time you wake up. When you wake up in the morning, the devil ought to go, uh-oh. Because I can't fool this kid because he knows that he's in Christ. I can't fool this kid with depression. I can't fool her with fear. I can't fool her into thinking, I've got to do, do all this to make everyone like me because she knows she's the daughter of the Most High King. I can't fool this guy. I can't fool him because he knows who he is. And that's what this song's all about. It's called Forgiveness Groove. It's about how I learned to just love Johnny, forgive him, and about how God actually changed his heart. And he never gave his life to Jesus, but we became friends because he realized that I didn't need him to think that I was awesome for me to, feel, for me to know that God loved me. And so check this video out, and I, and I trust that you'll enjoy it. It goes a bit like this, Forgiveness Groove. That'll change your life forever. Do you know what that means? It means nobody can ever make you have a bad day. You think about that. When you are secure in who you are and what God did, it doesn't matter that someone comes up and goes, I hate you. It's all good. I love you. I don't need you to like me for me to feel good about myself. And the world doesn't get it. And you won't get it unless your spirit man is alive. Because without Jesus on the inside of you, all you've got is your feelings and what you hear. Which is why when someone at school, which is why bullying is an epidemic problem in our society. Because you get, I hate you. And well, I hate you too. And, 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 and doesn't, nothing gets solved. But the love of God, the Bible says in 1 John 2, the love of God leads people to repentance. The, it's the love of God. Mark my words, kids. It's the love of God, the kindness of God that will lead people to realize, oh, man, what have I been living my whole life in? I'm telling you, don't look at the outside and think because someone drives a nice car, got a big house, send their kids to a special school, got money in the bank to think that their life is doing okay. I tell you, the, on the, God does not look at the outside. He sees the heart. God sees the heart. God knows the thoughts of mankind. And God knows what's going on the inside. And the Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. And I want to tell you how to live a life. I'm going to finish in a moment. I want to teach. I want to, I want to leave one thought. The whole, I was praying this week. Holy Spirit, you love these people here at Mount Clear. Every week I don't preach the same thing because I'm like, God, you have a word for these people. You, have, you love. I want to tell you, God loves you. He is especially fond of you. And he's, I, I like to think God's got a picture of me in his wallet. And you ought to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, despite what I did yesterday, he loves me. 
Despite what kind of father I was yesterday, he loves me. Despite my past, he loves me. Despite the fact the doctor told me I've got cancer, I've, I've got depression, he loves me. Because the love of God will begin to change the way you think. Here's what it is. As I was praying this week, I felt the Holy Spirit's put in my heart just so clearly. There's people today that, suffer, that, that are struggling with anxiety, fear, worry, and depression. It's like ruling on you. It's like a yoke. Have you ever seen a, uh, who's ever been on a pony ride before? Ever been on a pony ride or ridden a horse or something like that? They put like a, a bridle or a saddle around the horse and, and, and they lead it, right? Why do they lead it? To, dra- to tell the horse or the pony where to go, right? And in the old days, they used to have a yoke they put around the cattle, cattle's neck. Because the cow, otherwise, if you didn't put it around, the cow would just freely go wherever he wants, right? So they put the yoke around its neck, not to strangle it, but to make it realize, no, this is the direction I want you to go. But the cow doesn't have any freedom, has to do whatever the person does that's dragging it along. And when depression, fear, Worry, anxiety are on your life. It's like a yoke around your neck, dragging you. The enemy dragging you through the mud. Nah, you're coming this way. And you can kick and scream and fight all you want, but he's got the yoke around your neck and you can't pull. And if you pull away, (gasps) cuts off your air supply. You can't make it. God knew it. And so the Bible says that God gave us something. I want to show you in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It says this. It says, it's the yoke. Have a look at this. Uh, That's Isaiah 26. If you go back to the other one, Isaiah 10. I think it's the one above it. That's it. The yoke, the burdens, sickness, fear, worry, depression shall be destroyed. Everyone say destroyed. That means not coming back. Do you get that? Not, not, Not all just go away from here. Be destroyed. Everyone say destroyed. The yoke. The things that have been dragging you down will be destroyed because of the what? Because of the what? The anointing. Can I tell you something? You know the name Jesus Christ? Do you know Christ was not Jesus' last name, kids? It wasn't like Sean Smith. It wasn't Jesus Christ. No, Jesus was his name. And Christ, do you know what it means? It means the anointed one. So when you read Colossians 1.27, and it says, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the anointing inside of me, the hope of glory. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. John 16 says that God has given, Christ has given, the Bible says, all things are Christ's. The anointing, everything. And he said, I have given of mine to you. You have got the anointing of God on your life. And it lives in your spirit, man. And you've got the authority by Jesus to say, depression, go in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. You will not live in this body. The anointing of God lives in you. When someone comes up to you, if you feel anxious at school, kids, when every time someone walks past, you say, fear, get out in Jesus' name. It's not you. You have no power to do it. It's the power of God on the inside of you. It's a bit like if you hop on a, uh, if you go and, if you hop on a bike when I was in P- Paris. Who's got a bike? At home, anyone go bike riding? I rode my kids to, to uh, kindy yesterday, uh, three days ago, and I had to go up this massive hill. 
oh, I, um, I was, it was so painful in my legs. I'm like, oh, what did you guys eat for breakfast? <laughs> Trying to pedal them up the hill. I've got one of those bike trailers. It was hard, hard work. It was only 20 minutes. But I got there and I was like, <laughs> I, do, I, I was just exhausted. And when I was in Paris, I discovered these amazing things called an electric bike. And do you know, have you guys know what an electric bike is? An electric screen, electric bike. So it's a bike, right? You hop on the bike and you still pedal. But when you... When you, when you hop on the bike, there's a switch. You've got to turn it on. And then you start to pedal, and you just pedal normally, and what happens, it's got a motor in it, and it propels you along even faster. So you're just kind of riding normally, but you're flying along. It's a bit like those, um, have you seen the, at the airport, they've got those long escalator things that go straight, and you just stand on there, and it just automatically moves you, and people along the outside are walking, but you're still going way faster than them. And with an electric bike, it's effortless. You still do something, but you aren't the one producing the power. It's the bike. The bike's got all the power in it. All you've got to do is flip the switch. Just to decide, because you can, you can ride an electric bike without the power. And you can be, oh, but I've got an electric That's what it's like. You've got the anointing. You've got the electric bike. But if you don't flip the switch, and the switch is faith. The switch is, I believe that I've got it. I believe I've got it. That's what the switch is. It's the faith of God. God, today, I'm only going to believe. I don't care what comes at my door. I don't care how I feel. I don't care if eight kids come up to you in the same day and say, I hate you. You're not cool. You can't play with me. It's just the devil trying to get you to stop believing what God's put on the side of you. If the devil wasn't worried about you, he wouldn't waste any time on you, friends. If he wasn't worried about you, he would not waste a second. Kids, I'm telling you, God, Spirit lives in you. And I don't care if the doctor diagnosed you with depression and said, this is how it's going to be. I don't care if he told you you've got cancer and you're going to die. The Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke. And you just resolve. I don't care if I wake up in the morning with pain in my leg. I'm going to, every day I'm going to wake up and I say, pain in my leg, in the name of Jesus and the anointing in me, go in Jesus' name. And it doesn't matter if you still feel it. Every time, thank you, Jesus, I am well. The anointing destroys the yoke. I am free. And I'll tell you, God's, I've seen my leg get healed. It took me 25 days. I had pain in my leg for all year. And I, I, I began to learn this, and I began to speak to it. It didn't happen the first. 25 days later of just waking up every day, I will only believe. I only believe this word. You either believe it or you don't. I'm only going to believe 25 days later, boom, gone. Gone. Something I've struggled with all my, gone in Jesus' name. Debts, gone in Jesus' name. Sickness, gone in Jesus' name. This is how you see the evangelist move in great power. Because when you begin to see it, your faith will rise. And then you won't go back. You won't go back. You'll be like, I don't want to drink poo water anymore. I want clean water, thanks. I don't want that poo. Get rid of that poo water. Give me a brand new bottle. That's what it means. And it all starts with flipping the switch of Jesus, I'm only going to believe. And the only way you'll believe, how does faith come? By hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. So friends, this morning, here's what we're going to do as we finish. I know this morning's gone a bit longer, but you know what? If it'll change your life, who cares? I've got lunch. I've got this. What about God wants to change your life? 
change your life. So this morning, the Father, the Lord put on my heart, I want to do two things. I want to ask you just really quickly, let's just, just bow ahead just for one moment. And the reason I want to do this, I want to give people a moment of privacy. I don't want to embarrass anyone here today, but I don't want us to be ashamed either. Here's what I want to do, two things. I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never said yes to Jesus, before you can begin to walk in the authority that God's given you, before the anointing of God can begin to work in your life, you first have to resolve, God, I can't do life without you. I'm a sinner and there's no other way to get my life right. There's no other name that I can call on to be saved. My money won't save me. My good intentions won't save me. It's only the name of Jesus that will save me. And if you've never given your life to Jesus right now, while no one's looking, I want you to raise your hand right now. Who cares what anyone thinks? If that's you, God bless you. I see your hand. You are so precious to him. Is there anyone else? doesn't matter if you're a child, if you're an adult. I don't care if you've been walking with you. God bless you, sir. He loves you so much. I don't care if you've been coming to this church for 30 years of your life. God loves you, and he's not mad at you. Is there anyone else? This morning you say, Sean, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I, don't, I realize I don't believe. He is not my Savior. Is there anyone else? Praise God. Awesome. Here's what we're going to do. I want to pray. Church, repeat this prayer after me. And if you put your hand up, I want you to pray this out loud with everyone and mean it with all your heart. Church, would you say, Jesus, thank you that you love me and you died to take my place so that you could live in me. Thank you that you forgive me and you set me free from my past. From this moment on, I am a new creation. The old is gone. And the new has come. Help me by your spirit in me to live for you. Change the way I think. Change the way I speak. That I might live like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't we give those people a great hand this morning. Awesome. Awesome. So... As we finish, I want to do one more thing, and here's what I want to do. Kids, um, I, I, want to I want to pray for some people. I want to pray just quickly for, any for anyone this morning who you've been walking the journey of depression, anxiety, fear, and worry has consumed you. It consumed you. I know there's people here this morning because the Holy Spirit told me this week, and I haven't done this. For I haven't done this anywhere else. God told me this week and gave me this word, gave me this because there's people he wants to set you free. And it's the anointing. It's not me. Me praying for you is not going to help anything. It's the power, the anointing, my spirit man speaking to your spirit man to rise up and tell that thing to go. And it doesn't matter for a church of Christ, Baptist, Pentecostal. It's the same Bible. It's the same Bible. And maybe if you've been taught without the Holy Spirit, well, I'm afraid that you've been, you've been taught wrong because the Bible talks clearly about the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just for Jesus, it's for you. How can you worship in spirit and truth if you don't have his spirit? God loves you. So right now, I want to pray. If, 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 you, if, you, if you're struggling with fear, depression, anxiety, where I put your hand on your heart right now, who cares what anyone thinks? They're not going to get rid of it for you. They're not going to sit with you at nighttime. Put your hand on your heart right now. And I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to say this out loud. Church, say it out loud. Say, right now, in the name of Jesus, fear, get out in Jesus' name. Depression, go right now 
in Jesus' name. Worry, get out in Jesus' name. Anxiety, flee, never return in Jesus' name. I believe, I receive healing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that I am free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit this to you. Commit your precious people to you. It's not with our words. It's not with our many words that healing comes. It's with the authority of the anointing of God on the inside of us. I thank you. People are being set free right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Healings coming to bodies right now. It's not me. It's Jesus. The power of God flowing. Holy Spirit, I ask you to awaken the Spirit of God inside of every boy, girl, man, and woman here today. Lord, that they'd rise up and step into the God-given destiny you've had. They'd have the courage to invite their friends to come. They'd have the courage to trust you with their finances. No more being stingy and holding on. But the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Lord, that they would realize their words have power. That, God, they'd parent differently with wisdom. And grace would come upon them. In the name of Jesus, I love you. We thank you and we bless you in the name, Lord, above every name. And everyone said, Amen. Church, you're amazing. Kids. This morning I said, I want to bless you. It's Christmas. God is a generous God. And so here's what I'm going to do. Every child that came today, let's say 13 and under, you can come to my table and you can pick one thing for free. Because I want you to know that God is a generous God. And I don't rely on people's money to get me to do what God's got me to do. He's my source. But God will bring it in. God will bring it in. Just like Last month, the Holy Spirit stirred my wife and I's heart to give $4,000 to someone, right? And I was sitting down going, are you sure about that, Lord? And, and the Holy Spirit just, just came over me. And he's like, do it. I, I want you to show her my life. I, need, I want you to give this. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I call her up and tell her, we, 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 go put on my heart. We, need, we want to give you $4,000. Now, I'm not loaded. We live in a caravan. I just trust God. I just only believe. My job is not my source. He is my source. She starts crying. She goes, I've been, I've been praying because I made a bad decision a year ago and I have, more than, I have nearly $4,000 of credit card debt and it's been hanging over me. And, and God, I just said, God, release this from me. Release this from me. Release this from me. And you know what? God has called us the body of Christ, to release, to set the captives free, to take those things off. I had no idea, but it's just being obedient to God's voice. I don't tell you begin to do that. Just yeah, and, and God brings it in. God brings in finances. I don't worry about it. He's muscles. Jesus did not worry about money. And I, ask, I actually asked God, why was Jesus not rich, rich? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It's because he said he knew that everything he spoke he would have because the power of the anointing of God was on his life. He knew. Go to that town. There'll be a donkey there. He didn't need to buy one. It's actually, it's going to be a brand new donkey. Brand new car. No one's ever going to drive. God knows. This is what happens when you read this book. Kids, coming to kids' church should not be a bummer. When you read this book, you're like, oh my goodness. Wealth and riches will be in my house. Oh, you can't be rich and be a Christian. Well, how are you going to get the gospel out there? It's going to take money to do it. 
We've got to stop thinking like that. I'm not talking, and we hear prosperity gospel, we're like, oh, it's all about money. God wants to prosper your whole life. Your marriage, your children, your school. God wants us to prosper. Is there any lack in heaven? Do you think we're going to get to heaven and go, oh no, God forgot my house. There's no lack. The streets are made of gold, rubies and pearls. and God, God wants you to be blessed. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to get bills that are unexpected. It doesn't mean you're not going to have to deal with sickness. It just means you don't have to do it alone and you've got the power of God on the inside. Church, I want to encourage you. I want to put up a picture. I've got two things. There's two pictures at the bottom I want to show you as I finish. One's called Winning with Kids. We're going to put this up. Rena and I, my wife and I, do our, our parenting thing called Winning with Kids. And it's a, um, uh, a spiritual parenting thing. We do a vlog. It's free. It's a three-minute vlog, a video vlog on Facebook every Wednesday. You can follow us on Facebook every Wednesday. It doesn't cost anything. It's just a, a three-minute little vlog that will encourage you in your parenting about how to, how, from the Word of God. It's not my opinion. If it's my opinion, you might as well tune out. You can go visit YouTube to find people's opinion. To get the Word of God in your parenting, check it out. Uh, the second thing I want to show is another picture afterwards about we'd love, love your support for our ministry. And one of the, God's given us a vision to, I don't know if that next picture is there, is it, underneath it? This one here. God's given us a vision this year. We reached in the last seven years of full-time ministry, we touched, we saw God touch 500,000 people. And in January, God spoke to my heart and said, I want you to believe for sevenfold in the next seven years. 3.5 million in the next seven. Now, if I keep doing what I was doing, it's not going to happen. So I'm like, God, you got to show up, right? So I want to encourage you. Follow us on social media if, you, if, you, if that's what you can do. You can invest, sow a seed into our ministry. You can do that today. I've got an FPOS machine, or you can email us and find out. Um, join our mailing list. Uh, that just helps us keep up to date with uh, help us keep you up to date and share share our music share our ministry with your friends that's how God's going to do it right and so I want to thank you so much for having me kids make sure you come to my table you can have one thing for free okay how many things one thing each not per family God doesn't give just the Holy Spirit to one person your family gives it to everyone so you can all have one thing each and uh, thank you for having me today, church. I know it's been an epic service, but hey, I pray God's touched your heart today. My name's Sean. God bless.